0: I too would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we meet and pay respects to their elders past and present. Thank you to Patty, to Lauren and Matthew for the opportunity to speak of Bert. And if I can be so bold, I speak on behalf of those who worked with him, who loved watching Bert over a lifetime in show business as the consummate compare and entertainer. I have the impossible job of condensing our feelings for Bert and his legacy, into 4.5 minutes according to the Office of Protocol. But as Bert would say, well, we're live and I have the microphone, so we might go a bit longer. (laughs) Here goes. Albert Watson Newton, AM, MBE. To Graham Kennedy, he was Herbie. To Don Lane, he was Moonface. And to all of us, he was our Bert. Today we honor his life at the state funeral and Premier Andrews, Patty has asked, and the family have asked, for me to pass on their deepest gratitude to you and the State of Victoria for bestowing this honour. Since Burt's passing, there has been recognition of his incomparable comparing and performances, but what has really been underlined from story after story is Burt's amazing generosity of spirit. On camera, on stage, behind the microphone, Burt Newton gave of himself to make a show work, a segment pop, Make his colleagues look as good as they could be, to give everything for his beloved audience. Friend and colleague Peter Ford was one of the many with stories of Bert's generosity, of his noblesse oblige to who much is given, much is expected, and Bert never forgot. Peter told the story, sworn to secrecy until Bert said he'd carked it. Of Bert hearing of a man dying of HIV AIDS at a time when sufferers were stigmatised and isolated. Not only did Bert visit and spend hours with every person in the ward, but gave the man one of his beloved gold logies. An amazing gesture, one that lifted the morale of all in the depths of their despair, with the only reward being that Bert gave those on their worst day something to remember as their best. Patty had never heard the story until last week when Peter broke it. It did, however, go some way to solve a family mystery. Bert had won some 36 Logies over his career, but the family could only find 17. Suddenly it all made sense. It was just one of a myriad of stories shared by friends and colleagues and strangers and fans. Sam Newman reminded me of the famous Mr. Anonymous speech written by Paul Keyes and delivered by Richard Burton in 1983 in paying tribute to Frank Sinatra, another giant of show business. I feel it articulates perfectly the essence of Burt Newton. So to paraphrase, Burt was a giant. Among the givers of the world, he stands tallest. He has more than paid rent for the space he occupied on this planet, forged as he is from loyalty and compassion, carefully hidden, hidden because he ordered it. I appear as the herald of grateful multitudes who have opened those unexpected envelopes, special delivering answers to prayers, those awakened by late night phone calls which remedied their problems. Those performers, business people, politicians, and the sick down on their luck, who suddenly landed the role they never expected and still don't know who to thank. And for untold beneficiaries of the caring and kindness of this splendid man who truly was his brother's keeper and they are legion, those whose lives took a turn for the better because of this man. Bert was such a legend that to be even acknowledged by him was to feel like he'd made it. When he named his toupee Eddie, he said at the time I was on everything else, I may as well be on his head, I was honored and gratified. First, that he knew who I was, second, because I'd become part of his act, but thirdly, it was pure Bert, a punchline, a laugh, but a nod of support to his colleagues. We've heard of people getting a segment on his shows, the note of congratulations, a phone call, a text, on your best day, but more importantly, on your worst, because Bert knew both. Shakespeare wrote in Julius Caesar that, "'Tis common proof that lowliness is young ambition's ladder, where to the climber upward turns his face, but when he attains the utmost round, he then turns his back, looks in the clouds, scorning the base degrees by which he did ascend. The first part is pure Bert. The second is the antithesis. For Bert never turned his back on his people. He joked, he sent them up, he understood them, but he was always there for them. And he never left them. But lowliness was his young ambitions ladder. When Bert was a boy, having lost his father at age 11, the Fitzroy of the 1940s and 50s was the far cry from the hipster headquarters that it is today. It was one of the toughest parts of the country. It was a notorious slum. So fired by his imagination of what could be, inspired by the Morris brothers who saw something in this year seven boy who had a knack for radio plays, that he walked from his family home to the city, down the very streets outside this cathedral as a 14 year old to 3xy. One year later, he was on air. Self-taught, self-driven, what he missed in the classroom, he'd learned in the arena of life. Elocution, diction, general knowledge, music, panelling, timing, vaudeville, how to adapt in a fast-changing world, how to interview, how to perform. He cut his 21st cake on television and stayed there for his entire life. At 84, he was still making headlines with posts on Instagram from his hospital bed. Bert never stopped evolving, never stopped learning, never lost his insatiable appetite for what's new. He was the least jaded old fashioned performer you would ever meet. Probably the first performer poached by Channel 9 from 7, his partnerships have been the most successful and enduring in Australian television history. With Graham Kennedy, they lit up the small screen and would then do an encore performance the very next day on the radio. Bert, the perfect foil for the genius of Kennedy, never there to upstage, always to deliver. Later, it would be Don Lane, live crosses to the world, Bert's wheel. Always there was this sense of adventure. As Sean McCaylor said, waiting for the Burt moment that would be the talk of the schoolyard and the workplace the next day. That sense of danger, excitement in a suburban Australia. But also for us, that sense of pride as we watched our Burt match it with the best. To watch Bert with the likes of Sammy Davis Jr. and Demi Reynolds was to watch kindred spirits riffing it out live on TV, unrehearsed, unrestricted, and hilarious. In a business known for its enmity and jealousies, there was no fluke that Graham was best man at Bert and Paddy's wedding, that Don on winning his gold Logie memorably said, six months at your house, six months at mine, pal. To watch Bert in his natural habitat at the Logies was a television highlight of the year. How he'd glide onto that stage, moving like a dancer, his newly cut suit, as he would describe it, his patent leather pumps, with that air of, I know you've seen all the stars and acts tonight, but get ready for this. That mildly amused grin on his face as he readied himself to bring the house down again. Alongside Bob Hope, John Wayne, or an inebriated foreign star, it made no difference. Bert either made a performance great or saved the day. As we saw a moment ago, his celebrated sparring with Muhammad Ali was made even more memorable, in hindsight, by not the so-called faux pas, but by the way Ali realised there was nothing sinister, that Burt was a good man. The greatest new greatness when he saw it. But it wasn't just the superstars that inspired Burt's work. He never missed an opportunity. Ali was one thing, Belvedere and Moira well, they became household names. Max Morrison, Peter Feynman, Peter Wynne, his great friends, Pete Smith and Phil Brady. When you were part of Bert's crew, you were there forever. Bert encouraged so many. Hugh Jackman said, by watching Bert, I learned how to handle the spotlight with grace, dignity, honour and class. Rove McManus said, I lost a mentor and a friend. Our country lost an icon, but most importantly, a family has lost their hero and soulmate. Rhonda Birchmore spoke of Bert being there always with encouragement. Paul Hogan said, He was Mr. Television. Never took himself seriously, but took his job seriously. Philip Adams wrote, Bert is the electronic friend. He's there when you want or need him. Bert is company. Russell Crowe, Bert's not about fashion or trends. He's watched them all come and go. He's about intellect. He's about wisdom born of experience. My life is richer having him as a mate. Channel Nine's Michael Hill he said, "Bert was a star, and Jane Kennedy. Bert would always support new talent. It was up for the gag. He wanted you to succeed. New faces may have been his show, but behind the scenes, Bert lived its ethos. So valet, our Bert, who turned a piano factory in Richmond into television city, the first Melbournean to become the King of Moomba." When the marquees dimmed, it was Bert who helped relaunch theatre in this town. He was a star on the wireless and ran the first sports-based radio station. He loved his footy and his beloved Fitzroy and his horses, fittingly passing on Derby day, the day of the champions. He sang, it's time. He looked forward, not back. In passing, he has been recognised by the Prime Minister afforded a state funeral by his beloved Victoria with the flag of his country draped on his coffin, which Paddy said he would have loved. The other constant in his life, his Catholic faith, his funeral here at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Last night, the theatres of Melbourne dimmed their lights in Bert Newton's honour. Seventy years ago, could that young boy have dreamt of what was in front of him? And while there was Bert and Graham and Bert and Don, there was nothing like Bert and Patty. What a combination. Patty, you shared your husband with us all. Your highs and your lows, your family, Matthew and Lauren, your grandchildren, who filled Bert's last few years with love and joy. There would always have been a Bert, but he was enhanced so much by his Patty. Whether the Gold Logie becomes the Burt Newton Award or a theatre or similar be named in his honour, show business and this city will never be the same. The young boy from Fitzroy who became a star, then a legend, then an institution, and now our greatest memory of the golden years of television. Forever our Burt.